hey, if you find yourself you're really good at what you do, but you, you kind of struggle to stand out in the marketplace, maybe even get pushback on price when it comes to a sales call, you're going to really enjoy today's episode. Welcome to Storytelling Secrets. This is the podcast for coaches, consultants, and course creators who want to unlock their core stories and use the stories to sell more online. It's a place to master persuasion and influence so you can build a deep relationship with your audience. And it's a place where real-world marketing strategies, tips, and lessons are shared freely. If that interests you, then you're in the right place. Hi, I'm Jules Dan, and I've battled my way from being a broke group fitness instructor to a full-time, in-demand, freelance email copywriter. Now, I'm ready to get to work. Follow along on my journey as I share my everyday hard-won lessons. I'm Jules Dan, and this is Storytelling Secrets. All right, so my guest today is Steve Brossman. He's also known as The Sales Innovator, and you'll see why he's coined himself The Sales Innovator. So a bit of an open loop for that. But Steve helps uh, business owners uncover their unique authority factor, helps them build their own signature blueprint, and then positions them as a leader through videos, books, and podcasting. Uh, He's also written heaps of different books, which he calls The Back Pocket uh, versions of his books. He's done heaps of different Amazon bestsellers. Uh, but the main thing we talk about today is positioning yourself in the marketplace and then how do you get on sales calls and increase the buying energy. That way people actually ask to get on a, not ask to get on a call with you, how do they ask to do business with you? That's the important thing. So I'm going to leave Steve's LinkedIn. It's got his back pocket guide there. I'm also going to leave his website up for gra- uh, not up there as well. So you can go check out his resources. Without further ado, here's my combo with Steve Brosman. Hey, this is Jules Dan here from Storytelling Secrets. I'm joined by Steve Brosman, the author of Self-Selling Secrets. We're going to have a lot of fun today. He's another Aussie. Super pumped to chat with my Aussie buddies. How's it going, Steve? Mate, Jules, I am absolutely pumped to be here. And it's actually good to have the sun up and speaking on the same time zone as somebody. Yeah, it's, it's always either uh, like 6 a.m. or 9 p.m. or something crazy like that, right? Well, with some of the people I work with, I'm up at 4 o'clock in the morning. So oh, wow. it's great to be up uh, with the sun up with with you <laughs> well that means uh, i've heard you, you, you've had your coffees had your teas um you got all you got all the bad stuff out of the way now you got the fun stuff with me so um you get to shamelessly self for it now i'm just kidding but on on that <laughs> note I, I, your, your book is called self-selling secrets i love to know a little bit about your backstory i know some people put people to sleep with their their story but you know a cliff note story you know the highlight reel of how you got to where you are today i'd love to hear it Mate, uh, the interesting thing is I actually got into business by accident. I I never intended to be. I didn't set out to be. um, Didn't really have a job. I was a professional athlete. um, Was okay. I've become a national champion. I was training for the Olympics and crushed three discs in my back. You don't run real fast with a couple of broken discs. So uh, through rehab, I actually fell in love with the fitness industry. And I thought, I could do this. Yeah, as a brash young <laughs> sports guy, mm-hmm. yeah, one minute, 10 foot tall and bulletproof and training for the Olympics and the next minute you can't get out of bed. But um, through rehab, as I said, I fell in love and I thought, I'm going to do it differently. I'm going to do it my way. And it, it turned out to be quite successful. So I ended up you know, franchising a kids club into five countries and built and franchised a weight loss program into two. And that was the the impetus of what I do now and how I help people is mm-hmm. being able to identify an area, uh, become the leader and the authority in that small area, and then actually build your programs on the back of it. So 
Um, I'm coming up to next month is my 38th anniversary of um, being in business. So been around the traps a little bit. Nice. 38 years in business. That, that's a, I'm 27. So <laughs> man, you're old. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. I started when I was three. <laughs> good on, good on. I see. Oh, oh, I see. So what was your first business when you were legit? Like when you were three? Uh, yeah. Now I actually started a, believe it or not, a surfboard making business in the middle of the Hunter Valley mm-hmm. um, because a lot of my mates wanted surfboards to go to Newcastle. They didn't want to catch the train down. I actually learned how to make boards. Then I got bored with it. So mm, a couple intended. of my mates did all the boards. They did all the stuff. And I just ran the business and sold it. So I thought, hmm, that's not a bad formula either. So that was when I was 15. Uh, okay. Now, but you said you fell into business accidentally. Um, so that was just your first little stint. You know, you really enjoyed it. Then you started, what sport was it, by the way, you got into professionally? I was a, a track athlete training for the 100 meters for, for Los Angeles games. And yeah. the accident was actually crushing the disc in my back. And through that, you know, when I thought, you know, this is a good path that I could follow. It, it had a lot to do with my, my background and what, mm. I, what I love doing. But it was, yeah. You know, the interesting thing is that you open up a business and it's the old thing, you build it, they will come. Well, they didn't, they, they did come. So the first thing that I did was actually bought a sales and marketing program. Back in 83, I invested $1,800. Well, that sounds like a lot back then. It was a lot. I, from my winnings in, in running, I bought a brand new sports car two years earlier for five and a half thousand dollars. So those cars, you know, are probably about $45,000 now. So I invested probably the equivalent of $15,000 into something, but that's when I fell in love with marketing and how to do things differently. And that absolutely changed my life. Even though I love the fitness industry, I become more in love with marketing and, and how to do things differently. Who was it, Gary Halbert or Jay Abraham? Who was teaching at that time? It was it was a a, a, a cassette tape set of things, and there was uh, there was a, a compilation of all of them. There were the Zig Ziglers and, yeah. and the Gary Halberts and all of those sorts of people on on a cassette tape mm. that I would play, listen to, and uh, and take notes. And then I started investing in other programs as well, but opening my eyes as to wow. You've got to learn this, not just be good at what you do. Yeah, exactly right. So uh, the, that was like your your catalyst, so to speak, into catapulting into all the franchise work that you're doing right now. Um, can you tell me a little bit about, you know, what were those big breakthroughs that you saw in those cassette tapes that that blew your mind that you thought, wow, you know, like I could actually test this. I could apply this. Um, I'm, I'm keen to hear some of those, those cool moments. Well, <sighs> A couple of the things that are exactly the same things as I'm teaching right now. Mm-hmm. And, and one of the things, one of the big learnings was not long after I opened up the health club in 83, 84, basically the weight loss industry virtually came to take over the town. There was the Gloria Marshalls and the Jenny Craigs and everybody was doing, there was the trimming and toning tables yep. that yep. you probably would never remember, but uh, they were all coming and everybody was running a weight loss program they were selling their programs for thousands of dollars and we were struggling to sell a gym membership for hundreds it's like okay aren't i stupid 
I'm selling hard work and sweat. They're selling dreams. Yeah. So I hired a, a, a weight loss manager um, from one of the other uh, people. Yep. I already had a dietitian. We already had the right exercise, but we just weren't packaging or marketing it right. And so instead of selling the hard work and sweat, we sold, you know, as I say, don't sell the perspiration, sell the aspiration. So we turned the language around and we called it Shed and Shape Budget Weight Loss. It was twice my gym membership, half of what they were paying for the others and changed the whole language. The, the low impact aerobic classes that nobody of those people would come to, we called them trimming and toning routines. Mm-hmm. And it was, they were flocking to it. People who couldn't find the money to buy a gym membership were paying twice as much for a weight loss program. And we sold out. So that was one of the big ahas when I'm working with my people now. Don't sell the nuts and the bolts of what you do. Sell what it does for other people. And I'm, you work with people. Just the last call was a software development company and all yep. they were selling was the stuff that they did, not turning it around and this is how it's going to change your life or business. And that was the biggest thing that I took out of those tapes Sell the program and the payoff, not the pieces. Exactly. Exactly. So uh, it's actually a good thing you mentioned that. Last week, I wrapped up a launch for the client. In the pre-launch, what we write for them, it's all about, you know, like you said, aspirations. It's all about the outcome they want, painting and pleasing picture. And uh, no surprise, we're able to get, you know, 20 calls just straight out of the gate like that. Um, it doesn't make any sense to sell the work. But we all we all want to do, you know, there's 10 modules, there's, there's 15 hours of video. And it's like, ah. Oh. You work with a lot of the same people that I do, with speakers, authors, and coaches, and they are so wrapped up in the stuff they do. In fact, I put out a, a mm. video and I, I train people on this. There's, in my words, probably different to you, um, you're a high-level copywriter. Uh, there are three P's in language. There's the purpose, the process, the payoff. The purpose is why they're there talking to you in the first place. What are their pains, their needs, their hopes, their dreams, their wants, their goals, their desires. Then there's the process. There's the stuff that they do. What what do I do? And Mm -hmm. and how do I do it, more importantly? And then there's the payoff. It's like, what is this going to do for you, your life, your business, and the payoff behind the payoff? Now, most professionals that are really good at what they do, they spend 80% of the time talking about what they do because they love talking about what they do. Yep. But as you know, nobody cares. <laughs> no one gives a damn. <laughs> and they've got the ratios wrong. So when they, and I've got the other thing is when they understand, as in the prospects, understand that you understand them, mm, half the battle is over. Exactly. And a lot of people say, but they don't understand what I do. They don't have to. I know what you're going. It's like I know what you're going through. You're busy going through meetings, fifty hours a week. You feel like uh, you're not recognised in the workplace. I know what it feels like. I know just something like that. And like, yeah. hey, this person gets me. But uh, I know you've words. got. I know you've got more secrets to to what you do. Um, I love to sort of unpack a little bit uh, your book a bit, Steve. So your book, Self Selling Secrets. Um, what what are the core pillars of your book, and you know what's the premise of your book? I think that's the first question. What's the premise of your book, and then what are the pillars? Yeah, look, um, I'll take one quick back step. Sure. Is, is I've got some full books out. I'm a nine times Amazon bestselling author, mm-hmm. but nice. I've got lazy. No, <laughs> uh, people want short, 
powerful condensed information that they could digest in 60 minutes or less. So I've been writing the series of back pocket guides, stuff mm. that they could consume. It's almost a workshop in a, in a book. Mm. There's links in there. There's training in there. So the back pocket guide to self-selling secrets is all about taking people through a process. So they actually get to a point where they're pretty well asking to buy. Now, the first step is all about who, who are you and how you're perceived out there in the marketplace. Are you what I call a brown box, the brown box syndrome? Do you look and sound, taste and feel the same as everybody else? Right. Um, like a coach, a speaker, a, a yep. trainer, an author, a financial planner, a broker, all of those sorts of things. If they're titled by their occupational category, they're a brown box. You could be the best in the world. But it's not until they unwrap the box that they actually said that there's gold inside. But because you're a brown box on a shelf, the same as all the other mm. brown boxes, it's hard to tell. chances are you're being judged on price. So the first step, and I talk about increasing the buying energy before they get to talk to you, is be seen as a unique authority. So they've actually got some, wow, I'm going to talk to this person, not mm. just another one of these. Yeah, you're turning the tables with the positioning Rather than uh, it's like, how much do you charge? It's like, can I get on a call with you to talk about working with you? Absolutely. And I've got a saying that a lot of your people would, would absolutely love is your perceived position predicts your profits. Say that again. And Say that again. Your, your perceived position predicts your profits. And that's how important your positioning in the marketplace is. If you're a brown box, suck it up and be prepared to be compared on price. But yep. if you are seen as a leader in authority, then you are going to attract a higher quality of people. It's going to be a lot easier to uh, attract those people and convert those people. So that's the first step in increasing the buying energy is have them excited to, wow, I'm on a call with this person. Not, uh, I'm on a call with five of these others. Yeah, exactly. And on that note, there's a good quote by Dan, Dan Kennedy. Maybe you've heard this. It said, he says, there's no strategic advantage in being the second least cheap or second cheapest person, but there's so much advantage of being the most expensive person in the marketplace. And uh, it really helps to have that authority. And I don't know, being that go-to person, being the guru on top of the mountain, even though you don't want to be called that guru. Yeah. So, so does that mean your book guides people to, okay, what's the first step for you to get known in your niche? Well, yeah, and, and that's uncovering, and, and Seth Godin said, it's better to be different than better, cheaper, or faster. Because anybody can claim to be better, better cheaper. or cheaper or faster, but own your, uh, create your category of one. Now, depending where I am and who I'm talking to, and for the last four years, I've been known as the authority catalyst. I help people achieve their authority positioning and status quicker and faster than anybody else and help communicate it so people are attracted to you, mm -hmm. the authority catalyst. Um, most recently, a lot more people are valuing the sales process that I'm taking people through. So I'm now known as the sales innovator. Guess who gave me those titles? Everyone else but you. No, I gave me those titles. Oh, nobody took words. them. Nobody's taken self, them away from me. Self-granted credentials. I like that. Well, that's uh, when that's, you that's go from an A to a V. Instead of being a coach, a speaker, a consultant, a planner, a copywriter, 
um, to a the and own your unique category of one, which should be outcome-based titling, life changes. People like are attracted to the, not an A. And that really makes a, a massive difference to the, and, and one of the easiest ways to be able to do that is create your own unique program. Mm -hmm. I work with people on building blueprint conversion systems with their blueprint to, um, or a roadmap or a, whatever it's called. Yep. When you're the creator of that, if all you can do is be, I am the creator of that. And like you introduced me, I'm the author of the Back Pocket Guide to Self-Selling Secrets. That gives you some uniqueness mm. because you're a, a the. And, uh, and that makes a, a massive difference, be able to, uh, to articulate that and attract that level of people. So does that mean if someone wants to grant their own titles and credentials, you can go small into your niche and be the, the leader in that space without feeling like you need to be this person who has all this information, all these answers, which, which you probably know, Steve, causes people to feel imposter syndrome. I, am I qualified to teach this? Here's two sayings. Um, they're not mine, but you don't have to be the best in the world. You just have to be the best in their world. So it's being able to communicate to your That's powerful. beloved audience as in why I'm the person to work with you. Now, this next one is mine. The difference between an expert, which everybody says you've got to have 10,000 hours of qualifications and all yeah, this rubbish yeah. to be an expert. That's fine. You do if you want to. Um, an expert knows something and authority is known for something. Very, very different things. Yeah. So what are you, as in you guys out there listening, what are you known for? And then it's a matter of what are the outcomes that you deliver your people? That's what you're known for. If you're already doing things and helping people, you are the authority on the way that you do things. And like you who provide great communication, I'd say the line between what it is that you do and your prospect is either coal or diamonds. Now, Coal is basically ugly, it's slow burning, but it gets there in the end. Mm -hmm. But diamonds is immediately attractive. It's perceived high value and it's everlasting. Basically, they're just carbon. Just different they're both. The, they're yeah. both the same. It's how it's packaged and communicated that is the, that is the, the gold, the diamonds and... It's how can you position, package, and communicate in a clear, compelling way that people say, oh, my God, I've got to work with that person. And, and that's the first part of the positioning to start on the journey to increase the buying energy in, in self-selling secrets. And yeah. the next step is just as, just as powerful. Yeah, so it sounds like you need to get clear on that positioning and that title, whether it's for... I don't know, your LinkedIn headline or your about page, but then the next stage, I'm going to, I'm assuming it's carrying on that message in your messaging and your marketing and your content. Is that right? Yeah. And I call that cultivating. If you're going through a typical sales process that a lot of mm -hmm. people put out there, it's like, there's a connection, there's a lead, there's a something, and then people qualify them. 
That is, are you the right person for me to sell to? And that doesn't increase any buying energy whatsoever. It's like, yeah, I'm going to decide that you're somebody for me to sell to. Yeah. And then they get into the next one, which is even worse, book a discovery call. And I'm going to get into that in just a second because that's the third step. The second step is not qualify, but cultivate. How can I give you some great information, not just content? Because I put a piece out the other day saying that I believe that content marketing is strangling itself. A lot of people are doing the automated content marketing. It's just content for the sake of content. Nobody's got time to consume it. Mm-hmm. However, instead of content, it's connection. How can I put things out that is going to build a connection with somebody through their marketing through their communication and to do that the best way is obviously infuse videos in there because that's the fastest way to get a connection so i teach people is what is it that you could do to cultivate somebody to gradually get them excited to create a relationship with you so that they're going to decide this is the person that i want to take the next step and have a call with now cultivating has three parts to it there's the watering there's the fertilizing, but there's also the pruning. So in your cultivation, you need to have some steps where people can look at it. And I have stuff that goes out and people, I'm sure, look at my stuff and say, this guy's an idiot. I'm out of here. But those the are the great right people for you. The great thing about that is I don't have to talk to them because yeah. they have pruned themselves. They've self-qualified to take the next step or not. And those who are continually taking that next step and consuming more relationship building content, then they get to a point where they'll make the decision, now is the time I'm going to have a call with this person. And the biggest thing that people make a huge mistake, but they've mm-hmm. all been told this by sales trainers. Is. Yep. Yeah, get them on a discovery call. Get them on a strategy call where everybody knows that's a sales call. Now, every industry, every person, they said, get them on a strategy or a discovery call. And what that does to the buying energy, it drops it. Because I'm going to get on this discovery call where I know they're going to sell to me. So it increases the sales resistance, reduces the buying energy, and you're starting from behind scratch after all of that great work. So... One of the things that I recommend people do, it could still be just that discovery call, yeah. but title it, <clears throat> excuse me, as valued outcome. And I'm happy to share what mm. I do. In, in one of my calls, it's called a prominence and persuasion review. That's one of the people that can book in for right now, where I review their prominence, how they're positioned in the marketplace and also their sales process. Yeah. And that would lead to a discussion, how we could work together and potentially exactly. yeah. doing something together. But they're getting on the call, perceiving that they're going to get value, not bombarded with a sale. Yep. I see exactly what you're saying because I do something very similar where it's like, let's identify gaps and let's, and then it's like, okay, so you've got this and this, but you, but did you know for it to get the outcome you want, like you just told me you want to get here yeah, and we're missing these three pieces. Would you like some help with that? Yeah, I would. Is that, is that yeah. roughly, you know, maybe not the same, but some similar sort of structure? The, the process of the call is, is similar, but very different. And I'll explain in a second. Mm-hmm. 
but it's the energy you want them to get on the call with. Now, a lot of people will get people on a call and the first thing that they do will they'll say, look, tell me one of the two or three things that are stopping you from achieving your goals. That's yeah. So they immediately straight, get on. Straight to the deep, dark questions. Yeah, yeah. Barriers yeah. are up and it's like you just get surface level answers. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to take one more step back. There's one key factor that helps all of my people and smashes results is the step before the call is they get a, um, a pre-call video whether it's personalized, whether it's generic, it's, um, it's, hey, Jules, I see you booked in for a call on Friday. Man, I can't wait to uh, chat with you. Oh, by the way, I've had a quick look at your website and your LinkedIn profile. I've got some fantastic ideas that I can't wait to share with you. Look forward to seeing you then. Cheers. Mm-hmm. How damn it. excited are they to get on a call? Yep. yep. What's, the, what's the buying energy like? A lot higher than being like, I'm about to get pitched when I walk into this call. Yeah, yeah. I have missed one call in seven years. One person didn't turn up in seven years. From that video prelude, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Back in the days where I used to film them. Yeah, in old cameras that uh, before phones had videos and everything like that. And But it still, still works. So the great thing is, you're getting on a call that's with people that are excited to talk to you. They virtually have a relationship with you already. They know what you do and they've already pre-framed how they think they can help you. And one of the things that I was teaching in my, my high level sales training group this morning Mm -hmm. was the question is not what's your problem is Look, Jules, from what you've seen so far, how do you think I could best help you? And what sort of impact would that make on your business? How do you think you could best help me? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm having a bit of trouble with blah, 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 blah. Mate, is that something you're, you're able to help me with? Is that where the direction you're trying to go down? Yeah, generally, they would have already pre-framed in their mind, this is how I think you can help me. So the next 10 minutes is them telling you how you need to sell to them. So what's that line again that you said for my audience? They can grab that. It's basically asking them from what you've seen so far, how do you think I could best help you? And what impact would that make? So it's how I think you're good at this and I believe you can help me. And when you do, I'm going to feel this good. Right. Yeah. And Ain't what that a good place to start. And what part of the call do you do you mention that roughly in sort of the structure of a of a sales call? Generally the first 60 seconds. Oh, okay. So right, start. Yeah. So hey, listen, yeah, great day today. It's great to be on the same time zone. Like Jules, um, just a quick question. Um, from what you've seen so far, what is it that you think I could best help you with? And what sort of an impact would that make? Mm. And what happens if someone says, Well, I'm not really sure. Great. What is the main reason that you're here? Because I would then virtually know whether they've watched some stuff. I'm not really sure what you say. Fantastic. What's the real main number one thing that you're here today? What's actually you know got you out of bed to get on this call? And yeah. I want them to articulate. Then there's a whole different set of conversation processes that we do, that we go through and identify what I call value pit stops. Where can we stop in the conversation to collaborate 
and work on a solution and then how can we attach value financial or emotive value to that now i talk about the emotive sales pendulum and salespeople say identify the need provide a solution mm -hmm. that's the red zone of death what you need to do is yeah sure identify the need so how is that problem affecting yeah. you your what's life it, your business what's it costing you so to speak yeah so yeah and then the next bit <coughs> is how does that make you feel not always the same wow you got to yeah. be frustrated with that having to work those long hours and not getting home to have dinner with your family that's really got to bug you yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and they get emotively <laughs> overt about the pain yeah so you're pulling the pendulum up one way then you let it swing so i've got some solutions to do this what would it mean to the business if we could get those extra 10 clients per week? What would that, what would it, you know, how would that affect the business? Well, I'll get the cash flow, I'll get the staff, I'll get this. And you've got to be excited about not missing the kids' basketball matches or you know, getting home for dinner again. The bigger the swing of the pendulum from the pain to the payoff, the bigger the payoff to them, the bigger the payday to you. So if all you're doing is You've got a need. I can solve it. You're the same as everyone else. But when you do that big swing, they understand that you understand and they understand that. And then we move to the next phase, which is there will be a one-page blueprint, which is the schematic of how what you do will deliver the values and the results. And that's where you scribble on it, you annotate on it. That's your worksheet to collaborate, whether it's via Zoom yep. and you're writing on the values and you, you stop on something and say, well, what would it mean if we did this? How would that? So tell me a little bit more. You'd collaborate on a solution and write down. Well, that's going to buy what you've said. That extra 10% increase in income on a monthly basis is going to generate an extra 5,000 a month. Would you agree? Yeah, great. Mm -hmm. Move on. And you, you've got three or four different value pit stops that you stop on you don't have to explain the whole blueprint or system. If you stop on those and then you get to the end of it, Jules, by the look of this, from what you have said, mm -hmm. if we do this, this, and this, and implement this system into your business, not by me that I'm good, but implement the system, it looks like we're going to generate an extra 25000 per month, save you four hours a week, take a bucket load of stress off it. <clears throat> I'm just going to ask you one question, mate. Does it make sense we actually get started on this sooner rather than later? Yeah. That is the yeah, hard, <clears throat> that's the hard pitch. Yeah. And so, yeah, it does make sense. All right. Mm. Well, let's, let's the, make that happen. The minute they say it makes sense, <clears throat> then there are no more objections. An objection is an opportunity to say no. The other things they turn into just obstacles, which you continue to collaborate on. So, yeah, it makes sense. I may just have a little bit of trouble with finance. Great. Let's collaborate and work out how we can get through that. So right. then, yeah. <clears throat> and that's the big thing that, uh, look, I've been doing some work with some really high level neuroscientists in, in, uh, in America, yeah, sitting up at four o'clock in the morning, drinking coffee, watching <laughs> yep. webinars on neuroscience. How sad a puppy am I? <clears throat> well, no, you're, but, just, um, you're just obsessed. I love it. <clears throat> I, I, I love it. But the thing is, from their learnings and studies and research, I've developed the three levels of sales influence. 
Now, the bottom level that most people use is imposed influence. They get on a call, they find out the problem. Mm. Basically, it's sit down, shut up, let me tell you about myself and how I can help you. Not as blunt as that, but basically that's how people work. I'm imposing my knowledge. I'm imposing my influence on you to try and convince you that I'm the right person. Yep. The next level is where most of the conversation should be. And the beauty of having that one pager blueprint to collaborate on is that you collaborate. And that in itself is the middle level of influence. Now, quite often when you're doing your blueprint conversation right and the numbers are adding up in front of the people, it gets to a point they're they're looking at it's like well all of this value numbers they just can't possibly charge me more than that and just yesterday we're going through a blueprint one of the guys just said see this looks great how do you work with people how 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 is it that i could work with you yeah that's their own discovery yeah that's their self-influence they are taking responsibility it's like i am asking to buy how, how do we get started instead of you getting to the point of getting sweaty palms and say, now I've got to talk about my programs and now I've got to ask for the money. You don't have to. It's basically you know, collaborate. Does it make sense? Yes, it does. Here's how we work together. Or Steve, how can we get started on this? Mm. Here's how we work together. And it's just, uh, it's just beautiful. And I'll put that all in the, um, in your book, in the book, the back pocket guide. And as I said, there's some videos, there's training in there. And oh, if they if they like, they can jump on a um, a prominence and persuasion review call. I'm sure you'll have that in the the show notes. Somewhere. Oh yeah, we'll have that there. So I'm really glad you said you've got examples there because it's 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 a bit disappointing when people show the what the what, but then the how is behind a, a paywall. So um, yeah, they can <clears throat> they can virtually take this and implement it. It's mm-hmm. as I said, it's virtually a workshop in a book. Mm. And there's a couple of videos in there. And a lot of people say, Steve, that's a horrible lead magnet. You're giving too much away. Well, I'm out there to influence a lot of people to change the way that they do sales and take the stress out of their life because um, most of the sales training I'm absolutely totally anti on because they're teaching people how to be better at using imposed influence. And if the people that have the stress Stress about selling themselves. This is for people who, yeah, they are their own yeah. knowledge professional. They sell their knowledge, their skills, or yeah, their expertise. They're good at the content. They're a bit afraid of the pitch. Yeah, yeah, they, they they love helping people. But now, when you're selling this, the program, the blueprint, the service, your system, it takes the stress off selling you, and uh, it makes it so much more enjoyable because I, I guess a lot of your clients are great at what they do. They yep. do love helping people. This is just a seamless transition from helping, agreeing, and then you just agree on the next steps. We'll have to get your book then. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, always like compiling, because there's obviously heaps of different ways to skin a cat um, and finding what works for you is, is really important, especially when it comes to sales, because nothing's worse than going through five, 10 calls and nothing converted and you don't know why. So it's really good. You've got a framework for that. Um, Steve, I, I want to transition a little bit towards the end here. I want to ask a couple of questions about you and your biz, if that's all right. <laughs> now now I'm, I'm looking at you thinking, holy dooly, what are we doing next? We, anyhow, pick, we, pick, 
we ain't pitching. We ain't pitching. It's all good. Yeah, I'm curious to hear, like, what's your vision the next six to 12 months inside your biz? I, I like to ask my, all my podcast guests this. Um, well, what I have been doing is transitioning to work with um, a variety of people. Mm-hmm. And look, I have been, as you just heard, I've been in business for 38 years and I've spoken around the world to thousands, if not tens of thousands of people. But sometimes you feel as if, yeah, am I really at that level to be able to help these people? And most recently, I have been helping corporations and companies with their their sales process, exactly what I've been um, Mm -hmm. helping your people with today. So I will be doing a little bit more work in, in those groups if they're the right fit for me to work with, because I've, I've got to enjoy doing it. I'm not going to mm-hmm. do it just for the money. <clears throat> um, I've got, um, as we met on a, um, an overseas group, and I'm doing a lot of work with um, a lot of the people who are overseas. Yep. So I'm actually expanding my base uh, pretty well to North America and UK um, as well. And I'm never going to leave the Aussies behind. Yeah. So that's a, a, a major goal to be able to do that. The big thing that I do, and I'm going to formalize this a lot more, mm-hmm. is to work with people who do work in the middle. And, and they could be potentially you know, the people like you, the, the copywriters, the funnel creators. They could be the digital marketers, the people who yeah. get the traffic. Whereas I call myself the bookend for those people. Whereas I help create, get them out of the brown box, create this really nice, bright, shiny blue box that are more attractive and then help them convert more of the leads at a higher value on the back end, which makes the people in the middle doing the, the nuts and the bolts work much more valuable and makes them look good. And they're the hero. So by helping them deliver a greater service by doing the bookends. Yeah, they actually uh, get greater or deliver a greater value to their clients. And creating partnerships with those people is is one of the key focuses for uh, the next twelve months. All right, nice. And, and to follow up on on your on your vision there, I'm curious to hear what might be something you want to focus on that might be a bit of a challenge, so that you can uh, complete your goal, so you can fulfill your goal. Um, I've been actually lazy and haven't really, aren't we all? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Comfort is the, the enemy of progress. Yeah. And so I've been, um, working with some good people and building out some different sequences, systemizing, uh, basically going back and getting the multiple years of training content concepts and packaging in a way that is easily digestible and easily monetizable because there's been a lot of information. I would just keep creating and creating and just letting it go somewhere, but now being able to pull it together in a, in a way that people could yeah. get value out of it and we both get rewarded. So he said the struggle was getting all your years of expertise and content into something that's digestible. Is, is, that, is that right? Or easy to yeah. access? Yeah, well, the challenge is actually just, yeah, it's not a hard process. I teach people how to do it. I just don't do it myself. <laughs> the, uh, do the as challenge- I say, not as I do. <laughs> yeah, it's the, the plumber's tap's always leaky. The, the gardener's grass is always grown, overgrown and the marketer's website's always crap. 
So, don't look at mine. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's what we do is like we help other people, but don't look back at ourselves. So it's the time now to not be selfish, but I know that when I focus on creating more of the work that I've already gotten done, then I will be able to get out there and make a greater impact for other mm. people as well. Because yep. Yep. having seen the systems and having them seen them work at the brand new life coach selling their first ever programs through to multi-million dollar corporations using the sales systems. Yeah. You know what? I actually do have something and it's a matter of putting myself out there, which at times has been uncomfortable to the higher level to say, you know what stuff it. I'm going to stand up, claim this spot and get out there and help people. Yeah, exactly. You're going to be the authority to that group. I'm not sure what that title is. Hey, Steve, th- yeah, thanks so much for coming on. I, I would really love it if you could, uh, if, if you got some, if you got something, an event coming up, you want to promote or where people can find your book or, or anything else, you've got the floor now to do a bit of shameless self-promotion. Well, you're going to have the link to go and get the back pocket guide to self-selling secrets. Okay. So you're that I would encourage anybody that's, listening go to the show notes make sure you you head over there it's a simple drop your details in i'm actually going to talk to you in the second thank you video and say hey now you got the book if you want to call come and have a chat because that's where the magic happens when i can uncover what it is that i can help you and do Mm. and that in itself is going to be a great value to you what i do have coming up but i'm not sure when this is going to go out but um August, September, I've just run one a couple of months ago. I'm doing what's called a coaching catapult. It's going to be a five-day coaching. uh, People call them challenges. The difference between this and the challenges, it might be three hours of the challenge and two and a half hours is the the wanker presenter talking all about himself and isn't he good. Um, I've cut all that out. So I'm just going to give this three, there's 30 minutes, five days of 30 minutes of just pure actionable content so you turn up for that there there will be a vip option where at the end of the content being delivered then we get together in a group where i'll help the the group individually to be able to implement that was a massive success for all the people that came to the challenge the challenge is going to be absolutely free so they can come along and digest that and then they can make up, make an informed decision to say, yep, this is really good stuff or no, this guy really is an idiot. Um, and then decide whether they, um, they want to come and play after that. And uh, that, that's the exciting thing. Being a guy from the fitness industry and an aerobic instructor for many years and a TV show pre- presenter, I just love being live with people and delivering things that I could see them get great value from. So that's my happy place to be able to do this live. And we have a lot of fun. So um, wherever I'll let you know where and when the links are going to be. So your people can come along. Um, I'm sure it's going to be adding value somewhere along the line for them um, as well as collaborating with a lot of people meeting like we did to, uh, to have some fun and uh, some amazing things can happen. In my last one, yeah, one of the ladies from Australia who was going through my program and one of the Canadians that was going through my program, she just had an event for 300 people in Canada and got the Aussie lady to speak at it just because they met in my group. 
Well, that's pretty damn good. <laughs> so stuff happens and uh, I'd be excited to, uh, to have some of your people there. Are you running it later in the year as well? Uh, Early next year? Because I'm doing them, I probably will. So it depends on when this this is going out, whether they do this one. You'll you'll let your people know what's the next one available and uh, they can just stay in touch. When they download the the back pocket guide, uh, they'll be on my list to be able to let them know when the next available one is. Yeah, Yeah, because I I just, uh, I got to, I'm, I'm on a bit of a podcasting blitz, getting lots of guests to organize. So unfortunately, your episode will be a little bit later than September. Okay. However, however, you're on my archives. I'm an active podcaster. People are going to see your book every single time they come listen to the show again. So Awesome. Um, awesome. Yeah, good. Uh, look, uh, it's been an absolute blast being on Jules. And um, yeah, I think we probably met at about two o'clock in the morning on the um, Strategic <laughs> Alliance Live. So yeah. Uh, yeah, we get up early, the early bird gets the worm and uh, uh, you being able to put this out in Aussie time will be a lot of fun. Cool. Well, thanks a lot for coming on to the show, Steve. I really appreciate it. Cheers, Jules. Hey, this is Jules here. Thank you so much for listening all the way to the end of the podcast. I really appreciate it. So if you want to go check out my guests' freebie, what they spoke about, learn a little bit more about them, maybe they've got an event they spoke about on the podcast, you're going to find all the information below in the podcast notes. And on top of that, if you really enjoyed the podcast, if you absolutely loved Storytelling Secrets, I'd really appreciate it if you go leave a review on iTunes. It helps get the podcast out to more people and uh, I'd be really, really grateful. On top of that, if you leave a review, a written review, I'd be more than happy to read it out on air. So you're more than welcome to drop a note, say hello to a friend, promote your business, whatever. The mic is yours, so to speak. So other than that, Thank you so much for listening. Go leave a review and I'll see you next time on the podcast.